Good evening. Today is Tuesday, October 26th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is Chapter 11, Into Action, and our speaker tonight is Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Erin. Hi, everybody. I'm Daisy, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, super grateful to be here and super grateful to be talking on Step 11. Um, step 11, I think, is just super super foundational for me these days. Um, it's kind of the step that allows me to do all of the other steps. I think when I came into program, you know, desperation is what got me through the steps, but conscious contact with God is what's really like making me stay here. Um, because when I'm aligned with my higher power, when I'm in touch with my higher power, <clears throat> it's that, that voice that's, reminding me every day that I'm a compulsive overeater, that I'm powerless over this addiction. Sorry, just drink a little water. Um, and then I need to be here. Um, I think that my relationship with my higher power has been this dance of discipline and kind of the inclusivity and bigness and more looseness of God, um, fluidity of God and trying to find that balance between like, okay, I know I need structure. I know I need instruction. Um, and also like I've, I've tipped too far on one side of that seesaw before and been like so disciplined and just following the instructions. And that also didn't work for me. Um, so this, my entire spiritual journey has been like trying to balance those two things. Um, and I think what I'll do probably tonight is kind of take us through the, the step 11 reading in the big book, um, because they do give us like clear instructions. They say on 86, you know, like we could be vague about this matter, but we also think it might be helpful to have some definite and valuable instructions. Um, and I think that that, like just in that, you know, it's like, yes, there is vagueness. There is, you know, so much openness in God, in my God, in my higher power. It's like, it's everything, right? And it's helpful sometimes to be pointed in a, in a particular direction, um, especially to get us started. Um, I'm just going to listen in for a minute. Yeah, so I think I'll just start by the bottom of 85, um, kind of just taking us through. So step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Um, yeah, praying all the time. I'm the type of person who like questions everything and doesn't like to do things that people tell me to do and doesn't like to follow instructions. I'm really horrible at following instructions, but I pray all the time because I've been proved that it works over and over again. Like I have the evidence in my life that it works. Um, and for me, you know, step 11 is all about like finding a personal and intimate relationship with God. It's finding intimacy with God. And I think it can be really hard to talk about God sometimes or a higher power or whatever you want to call it, because God for me, like works on a level that is not, not on this, state of ordinary awareness. Um, and it's sometimes hard to put into language, but prayer and meditation is like where that can all be worked out. Um, 
it's how we communicate with God. Um, and, you know, and we can do this constantly. It says, if we have the proper attitude and work at it, you know, it works. Um, and here again is like, if we have the proper attitude, right? So it's not just about saying the right words or saying the prayers that they tell us to say. It's like, what, how are we showing up to do this work? How are, how are we being here? Um, and I think that's like, that's everything for me with higher power. It's not just what I'm doing, the actions I'm taking, it's how I'm doing it. Am I coming in with an attitude of willingness, of surrender, of openness, of belief, of just faith? Like this, you know, can I just choose to believe this is going to work for me? And every time I do that, I'm just like, all right, God, I trust you. Like, take this from me. Um, I, I'm scared out of my mind right now, but I'm going to choose to believe in you that you've got it covered. Like that's when the miracles happen again and again. Um, so then they kind of take us through, you know, this inventory. And again, like here they have these, these clear cut suggestions. And the way I, I engage with the instructions in this book is like following them, following the instructions and personalizing them to make, to make sure that I'm like having that personal, personal, intimate relationship with God. Um, so even like in the nightly review, I'll do this. I go through, I go through all of these questions. Was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do I own an apology? Um, and like, I have to know as I'm doing that, that it's not just about like, these are the perfect questions that I need to ask myself every night. You know, it's like, this is what gets me to do this practice of reflecting on my day. And what I do is like, I add in my, I do these questions and I add in my own. I say, do I owe an apology? And then I also say, do I owe a thank you? Or I add in my gratitude. Um, I'll say, you know, a lot of people ask, um, did I help anyone today? And I have a fellow who um, I send my nightly review to every night. And she, she now asks like, who did God help through me? And I love that phrasing of that question. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, it's not actually me doing it. You know, it's how did I let God come through me today? Um, so those sort of personalizations, those like twists of language or, or whatever it is just to make it work for me is like what keeps me coming back. Um, and what, what continues then and enlivens that conversation with my higher power. I can't just be checking off the boxes for me like that just doesn't, it doesn't work. But I also need the boxes there because otherwise I just don't end up doing it or I leave halfway through my meditation or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's the other thing I do with this nightly inventory is I, you know, I send it off every night to a fellow and she sends me hers. And that is nowhere in the big book. It doesn't say we have to send this off to anybody. Um, it doesn't say, you know, we need a particular format for this or that we need to do it through an app or <laughs> whatever. Um, but for me, it's really helpful to send it off to somebody for a couple of reasons. First being that, you know, it holds me accountable and that's, and not because she's, you know, gonna beat me with a stick if I don't send it in, but it's like, it's, it's a service, right? It's like, this helps her and it helps me when I receive hers. And so that's the other part of it. That's really helpful for me to do this, you know, with a partner is when I receive my, you know, the fellow that I do this with, when I receive her inventory, there's, 
so much there every night that I resonate with. And she, you know, her resentments, it's just like, oh yeah, like I have that same resentment or I have that same fear and I wasn't even aware of it. Um, and I think again, like for me, God, the higher power comes alive in conversation, in conversation directly with my higher power and in conversation with all of you and, and everything I interact with in this world, really, like that's where God comes alive. Um, and you know, I, my tendency is just (laughs) to isolate. And that's why I do another reason why I like to have this kind of 11 step partner relationship is, um, I'm pretty bad at outreach. I'm pretty bad at like, I'm just an isolator. Like that's just, that's just me to my core. Like I just want to hide. And so having these built in, you know, I have a morning call with a fellow, I have an 11 step nightly inventory. I have my calls with my sponsees, like building these calls in just is like, all right, you know, baseline, even if I don't make any outreach calls today, because, you know, I didn't make that goal at least I have these built-in things. Um, and that's just super, super helpful for me. Um, then this part is that says, we're careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection for that would diminish our usefulness to others. That's important for me at the end of the night. And that's important for me always, <laughs> um, all times a day, because I'm constantly realizing the thing I just said, or the thing I just did, and like going into crazy morbid reflection. And it's not that I shouldn't take responsibility, you know, and, and corrective measures. Um, But this drifting into worry and morbid reflection, it's just like self-indulgence. And I become so self-consumed with that thing I did, or that thing I said, it has nothing to do really with how I (laughs) hurt you. It's all about me. You know, it's, all about me. And I, it, it diminishes my usefulness to others if I stay in that. So it's really just like, just like we did with the fourth step to me, the nightly inventory is like, we're just taking stock. Um, and, and we're asking for forgiveness and, um, which my God always gives, (laughs) which is like the, just the most beautiful thing that I have this thing that just loves me and forgives me always. Um, which is, you know, I can't always do for myself. So having an external, an external source that I believe in to do that for me, is just like, I don't know, I'm just super grateful for that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my take on the nightly inventory. Uh, then it goes into on awakening. Um, my day is so different <laughs> depending on if I meditate or not. And I always think it's not going to be, and I always think I can get away with it. And I, it's just like, I, I should learn by now. I should know by now. (laughs) I've seen it enough times that it just, things are just do not run as smoothly. And I don't know how it works and I don't know why it works. And I don't really care. I just know like when I meditate, things run more smoothly when I pray. Um, And this part is a little bit funny to me because you know, when we ask God to direct our thinking, and then we, um, we consider our plans for the day, it says, when I don't meditate, or when I'm not, you know, when God isn't my first thought, and I wake up in the day, 
my immediate, I immediately go into like, what are my plans for the day? <laughs> like, that's kind of my default. It's like, let me plan out my whole day. Let me control it all. Let me figure it all out. Um, and when I do that, it's like total chaos. Like I'm so bad at running the show and it's just my like natural tendency to want to go there to try to control it all. Um, so it's so important for me, like this first, this first thing that says, before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking. So before I consider my plans for the day, I'm, I'm connecting with God. And maybe for this person, you know, maybe for Bill, all he had to do was ask God to direct his thinking. I usually have to take a little bit longer to connect with God to get that thinking, you know, directed before I can bring in, you know, planning my day. Um, but I do that, you know, I meditate, I pray for me. Um, yeah. Prayer and meditation. Again, that's a space where it's like, it's so important. Like 11 step says it's so important to pray and meditate. But I think like there's an immense amount of personalization that you can do there. Um, you know, you can say the prayers in the book, you can have spontaneous prayers. You can, my sponsor once recommended recording prayers on, on my little voice memos app. And I have, I've done that a couple of times with like, um, when I get in fear that I didn't sleep enough, which is like a frequent fear of mine. <laughs> and I have a prayer and, um, that I recorded on my voice memo. And now sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll be up and I just put that on. It's just so soothing to like, listen to, you know, listen to a prayer. If I, if I'm in the space where it's just like, I'm too fearful to come up with my own. Um, it's super helpful. And same with meditation. I've, um, I've tried a lot of types of meditation. Um, and there are so, there are just so many avenues for meditation. There's so many meditation is, is in every religion, prayer and meditation is like at its core and root. Um, and for me, you know, there's, there's guided meditations and there's all, all sorts of prayer and meditation. For me, the type that I seem these days to get the most benefit out, out of are ones that um, are really about surrender and ones that are also really gentle, that are both like disciplined and gentle um, and fully loving. And it's just like, all right, you know, back to, back to my breath or just let it go, let it go. Because, um, you know, it says right here, like in the next paragraph, um, we ask God for inspiration and intuitive. Yeah, yeah. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. Like I've spent so much time struggling through meditation or struggling to have all the right disciplines for my worship practice, for my spirituality practice. I've struggled so much. And that's just not, that's not what my God is doing. You know, my higher power is saying, relax, take it easy. And here's some structure, like here's some tools to help you do that. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know, I was the kind of kid who just like, yeah, again, just like, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. I don't want structure. I want to do what I want. Um, and it wasn't until later in life where it was just like, oh my God, somebody tell me everything to do because it's just not working. You know, I'm just causing chaos here when I'm left to my own devices. Um, so it's, we have these disciplines 
it says at the end, right? Like we are undisciplined. So we let God discipline us. We have these disciplines, not so we can, not so I can, you know, squeeze my way into this like perfect spiritual being, but we have these disciplines to support us. It's like the tools, right? They're called tools for a reason. Like they're, they're tools. They're not rules. Um, and they're here to support us, which I think really everything in this program is doing, um, even though it's a matter of life and death, like it's all just here to support us. Um, moving on to the top of 87, it's, you know, now that we've made conscious contact with God, um, it's not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Um, I have done so many <laughs> crazy things in while still believing that I'm following my higher power's will um, and really trying, really trying to do my higher power's will. And yet like just doing the most absurd actions. <laughs> and kind of still getting myself into all sorts of trouble. Um, Three minutes. Dang, okay, but thanks Kira. Um, But that's like why, um, you know, it gets me into all sorts of trouble, but because I'm relying on a higher power, like I also get to learn from my mistakes. I never learned from my mistakes before. I just like, did crazy things and then did them again and repeated them. And now I can turn it over to God. And I am more and more like I'm being taught through these mistake mistakes and it's a windy path and it's kind of crazy and I'm learning and more and more I'm coming into center and coming to rely upon my higher power. Um, I guess I'll just speed through a couple of things, you know, going down the, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. Um, I feel really lucky. My life partner is a big meditator and it's wonderful to sit with him in the mornings. Um, but there's also plenty of resources that I've found online for like sitting with the community because it just, for me, like, it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes to, to do it on my own. And there is a kind of a different energy, but again, this is just like all the stuff this whole paragraph of like, if you have a religious denomination, there are books, et cetera, et cetera. To me, it's just like, do your thing, like do your thing, however you want to worship and praise your higher power, whether it's, you know, dancing, I do a lot of dance or just like being you, like whatever it is, um, do that. And it's about how you show up in it. Um, and then the final thing, I guess, just on the last page talking about, uh, the pausing. <laughs> the pausing and the why thy will be done. Um, that's, I think where like probably the biggest part of my, my step 11 is all throughout the day, like all throughout the day. I'm just like, thy will be done. Like, God, I trust you. God, help me. Just help me here. Just help me, you know? And it's not because I'm like some disciplined person. It's because I need help and I know how much I need help. And I know how I've just been proved again and again how much better things go when I surrender, when I try to give that away. And that maybe could be explained in all sorts of, I don't know, positive psychology or whatever, whatever you believe in. Um, 
but for me, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, my conception of my higher power is never going to like, it's not the full thing. I don't believe that my conception is all of God at all. Um, but it's a conception and having a conception is like having a container, having a structure. And it just gives me a place to pursue this path of surrender and openness and willingness and humility. Um, and it works. It really does when, when you go that route. So thanks everybody for listening to me. I'll pass. Amen. Thank you, Daisy. That was awesome. So good to hear that. Um, excited to hear what everyone else has to say. We're going to open up the meetings for questions or three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and Angela will call the raise hand in order. Um, Kira, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Who would like to share? Go ahead, Erin. Get this card started. I wrote down so much of what you said. It was so relatable, like even down to the sleep thing, which is like my constant <laughs> thing because like you, like I don't want to follow directions. And I think that's part of my issue is like, I am an adult and I can stay up and watch this and be miserable tomorrow if I choose. You know, it's like just these things that I do to myself over and over again. And I will, I, I mean, like the idea of someone telling me what to do, like makes me cringe right like I'm a two year like I want to throw a temper tantrum and and all that I've learned through this program and just being an adult is I desperately need discipline and structure <laughs> like desperately you know the way a little kid does because it keeps me safe and it keeps me protected and this is where I need to be um so thank you for that and I love how you I loved that you said higher power comes alive in conversation that was so powerful for me because I've been doing these outreach calls that of course I, I didn't want to do. And like, and I say almost to everybody I talk to, like, I can't believe that I now have this community where I'll send like a message in a WhatsApp group full of hundreds and hundreds of people. And then a, a complete stranger from across the country will call me in the middle of my workday and talk to me about God. Like, what is it? Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? It's just, I love that. I love it. And so and I, you know, and I'm like working on my four step inventory and I'm like, I think I got everybody, but praying for God to show me more. And then I talked to some person today and she tells me two of her examples, which I absolutely need to put on mine too. You know, like a big thing just called men needs to go on mine, you know, and this other example. And so it, it was just helpful because these are, I just feel like that's God working through the other people, like you said, um, and that was awesome. And just the reminder of like, we're praying all the time. So these like talking about God in conversations throughout my day and just being so conscious of God so much more than I used to be has really been a gift. And even today in a very sad example, but 
also kind of beautiful. It's like I'm a I'm a teacher, and we have this fourth grader who I've been working closely with. Um, I've known him for a couple of years, and we're really like closer this year. But he has a little three year old brother, and um, his brother has been in and out of the hospital his whole life. On Friday, um, the classroom teacher was like, "Who's excited for the weekend? Like, what's everybody doing?" And this little boy raises his hand and just said, "My baby brother's coming home tonight, and I can't wait to give him the biggest hug." Um, and us teachers knew that they were going to take him off of life support this weekend. And so this little boy couldn't wait to hug his little brother who was he thought was coming home that night. And then on Saturday, they lost him and he came back to school today. And I didn't know how he was going to be, but he's pretty social. And I think there's also like a probably a shock barrier there. And um, he really wanted to talk. And so I took him into the hallway and and He's just telling me in his own little fourth grade way, kind of like his understanding of what happened and how his brother's in a better place. And um, I was able to just be present with him and like look in his beautiful brown eyes and just pray for him in that moment in a way that I don't think I would have done if it wasn't for like all of the God that's been infiltrating my day. So I just, um, it was a gift to me, if nothing else. I didn't know what to say or how to be or what to do because nobody does, but I just appreciated that I could just be present there and um, and pray for him while he spoke, you know, and just connect and bring God into that conversation, you know, and so I hope to bring God into all my conversations. Like it doesn't have to be, always be something that deep and personal, um, but it's just a reminder that we can choose when we speak to people. That's what I need to do, especially with difficult people in my life when it's not just this innocent Hi. child. Um, thank you. Is I, I needed that reminder to bring God in. So thanks, Stacey. Thank you, Erin. Go ahead, Victoria. Hi everybody, I'm Victoria. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and insulin manipulator. My dishwasher is running right now. So if it is obnoxious, just let me know and I will figure out a different audio situation. So seriously, let me know. Um, but I assume that you can hear me. Okay, good. Um, thank you so much for that, that lovely lead tonight, Daisy. Um, the part that's really sticking out to me so far is this idea of like, whatever you do to, to talk to God, whether it's words or writing or dancing or movement, or, you know, that just really spoke to me because, um, I say a lot of things, people call me and I say a lot of things. And I say, I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't know if it's like, if it's God's voice, if it's my crazy head. So like, feel free to take it with a grain of salt and, you know, not, you know, just not just realize I'm just another bozo on the bus. Right. But, um, I was talking with somebody and I just feel like what comes up more often than not, what I have really been. And I feel like, I feel like my higher power has been showing me this language and calls with other people to reflect back to me, something that I need to hear, which is, um, the, the best way that I can celebrate my higher power is by is by accepting and being authentic to myself, like really, really honoring my authentic self in my daily actions. Um, and I never thought of that as a way, as really a form of meditation or prayer, but it's true because I often do like walking meditations because I don't sit still very well. Shocking. I know, but I, um, so I'll often be like walking and be like, 
oh, this cadence of walking is very relaxing and I can sort of notice other things now and think through things in that way. And, but what else is movement is everything I do all day is a movement somehow in my body, my soul physically taking up space in my body and being transported, you know, to do different things. Um, something's good, something's not as great, you know, that could do with some improvement and, um, honoring my authentic self is, is so important. And to bring that into all my actions, just the way I try to practice, you know, love and tolerance as my code or, you know, honesty and willingness, like that's a really important principle of this program for me is to, you know, realize not, not think that I'm the center of the universe, but also not think I'm a garbage person and really have a right-sized ego, um, and know my true worth rather than trying to inflate it or deflate it. Um, and it makes me think of, I'm working with a sponsee who's having a tough time with their mother-in-law and some of the things they're telling me, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is like, this is very much a column two and column four are both true situation. <laughs> like this is very much like, wow, that's not nice what they're doing, you know, but we also have to put our, Oh, thanks. I'll wrap this up. But basically we've been coming up with behavior plans and like, how can you be love and loving and kind, but also stand up for yourself if you need to, you know, it's not, it's not rude to honor your authentic self and state a need or state a boundary. And so it's just something we really can practice in every situation. Thank you for letting me share and for doing service tonight, everybody. Thank you, Victoria. Okay. Jana and then Nancy P. Hi, I'm Jana. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Hi, everybody. Um, my my connection's a little spotty, so if I freeze, I might turn off the video. Um, but I had a okay, thank you for your share, first of all, and thanks to everyone who did service to make this possible tonight. Um, I loved when you said I pray because I know it works. And um, I too know that it works. I mean, it works down to silly stuff that I sometimes I can't find something and I will literally pray like God help me find whatever I'm looking for and it all uh, how but it does um so I wondered you know when is the first time that you noticed prayer working um my other questions for you are um how how has your prayer life changed since being in recovery like prior to recovery versus now? And how long do you usually meditate for? Mm, thanks, Jana. Okay, let me try to keep all three of those questions in my mind. Um, the first question about when did I find, first realize it work, was working? Um, I think that's like a, <laughs> like a constant process of realization. I don't remember the first time. Um, but I still, even though it's like, yes, I know this works. I'm still like amazed every time that it works. And I still often get myself into situations because I think that it's not going to work. Like, for example, I'm constantly or often enough, much less so now through recovery, <laughs> luckily decreasing. Um, but sometimes I'll be, you know, in an argument or something with my partner and 
something will come up that I want to say. And I'm not really sure if it's the thing to be said. And my higher power will say, you don't want to say that. <laughs> Just don't say it. Just don't say it. And then I'll say the thing. And then we get in a whole argument and blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole thing. And I'm like, why? Why have I still not learned that lesson? Um, so I think, I don't know if this is really on track with your question, but my point being like, it's still a constant learning process with God and a constant strengthening of faith. Um, and a constantly being proved like that's the way to go. God is the way to go. Um, and yeah, I really don't, I don't remember, you know, the first time I really saw that it worked, but I think occasionally I'll take a step back and look at my life and look at how things, you know, have unfolded. And it's just again and again, it's like that it's, it's just pretty clear. Again, these things are hard to talk about because they don't seem to operate on this level. Um, but that's, that's my attempted answer at your first question. The second question you asked was, um, I remember how long did you meditate? What was the second one, Jana? Um, how your prayer life has changed. Um, being yeah, I think the biggest way my prayer life has changed has just been less of a, um, first of all, my whole spiritual journey has changed a lot since being in recovery because it's turned from being pretty self-focused to uh, more God-focused really, more other focused. Um, but I think that the biggest way my prayer life has changed specifically is just trust. Like my prayers these days basically can be boiled down to I trust you do your thing. <laughs> just don't just let me get out of the way because I do not know the answer. And for a long time, pre-recovery, I thought I did know the answers and I would pray in specific directions. And, um, yeah, today it's very much as much as possible. Just like, even if I, even if I really pray from my heart or from, you know, a, a place that feels loving, I always like, end with a, you know, but that will be done. Like you do your thing. Cause I really don't know. Um, so I'd say that's how my prayer life has most changed in terms of the meditation. Uh, it varies. Um, it varies, you know, I sat for 20 minutes this morning. Uh, but sometimes I don't have, like, I, I don't have that in me. And the most important thing for me is that I get on, I sit on a meditation cushion that I get on the cushion, you know, and, uh, sit for some amount of time. And I usually set a timer and say until the timer ends. Um, but whether that's like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, that tends to vary. Thank you, Daisy. Okay. Nancy P you're up. Um, actually, sorry, can I pause you for one second? We're going to stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares, Angela, if you could do that real quick. <laughs> 